Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, I'm Jonathan Hassan, the Editor-in-Chief of TV7 Israel, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Editor's Notes. To uh, uh, host today's program, I've asked Yair again to join me, and Yair, if you could please uh, open again with prayer. Sure, no problem. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for uh, this program. Thank you for bringing us here together. And I would like to ask you to join us and that your word and your ideas will be delivered through us to all of our viewers and uh, bless them as well. Amen. 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 Well, Jonathan, it's been, uh, it's been a while since we've been in this studio. You know, our last editor's note uh, was in the end of uh, June, so it's been a month, and it's been an, a good month. We had a long vacation, and uh, could you please share about your vacation? What, what did you do? How was it? Absolutely. Well, we have produced uh, plenty of programs thus far, yes, uh, Israel did. News and Jerusalem right. Studio, but uh, the vacation was a, a great experience uh, uh, for me personally to get to know my son and to spend some time with my wife and really uh, it's it's uh, a little different than usually of course because of the corona situation plenty of yes. restrictions and so on but god really gave us a time to relax and and alleviate the pressures that we're dealing with on a daily basis because of what we do with all uh, uh, pertaining to the news and current mm -hmm. affairs and uh, communicating all the time and, and staying with our eyes and ears open to everything that is uh, occurring in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. So that is uh, somewhat uh, uh, a challenge, but uh, God also gave me the opportunity to study and to, to learn more. And mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to read a few books and, and really uh, uh, that was a blessed time for myself. Uh, how about you? Well, it was great. As you said, it was different because of the all the corona restrictions. We, you know, we couldn't travel as much as we usually do. But it gives you a perspective of, you know, deeper understanding of the people close to you. I had a, a lot of time to spend with my uh, daughter, Ella, and with Anna, my, my wife. So it was very, you know, it was very special. We yeah. got to really know each other on the, you know, on the family level. And, uh, of course, a lot of time to read, to study, you know, to do the things that you always want to do, but you don't have time because you're doing other things. Indeed. So it's different, but it was fun and special in its own way, you know? No, that's absolutely. Uh, I uh, had the same experience. And uh, as every year we've been doing this now, uh, I've been doing this now for 11 years. Every year it's a time to rejuvenate and, and gain new strengths and really uh, pray and connect with the Lord also. Uh, and it seems like ultimately, you know, we need to have uh, a time for or a season for everything, like the Bible says. And, and this is uh, something that is uh, really important, of course, but uh, uh, we are uh, personally very blessed to be able to have it uh, in this uh, capacity because of uh, the connection with TV7 and that uh, uh, the broadcast season ends uh, in uh, the end of uh, June, beginning of July, and, and resumes again uh, uh, a month thereafter, uh, it really gives us time to replenish our energy. Yes, but so. I think that also saying that, we really missed our viewers, we missed being here. Absolutely. I mean, I personally 
enjoyed coming back to, yeah. to the office and we had a lot to share and um, you know the work is important and we missed it basically Indeed. so Good to be back. Uh, Well, uh, we didn't disconnect from current affairs. Uh, Of course, uh, even though we go uh, on vacation, it it still means that we need to stay in tune. We still are uh, every day uh, seeing uh, everything that is happening, still making our phone calls, uh, coming back and immediately starting when you don't know what happened a month prior. It's impossible. So we still work even when we don't work. But uh, nevertheless, as you said, the corona uh, restrictions were tough. Uh, uh, This is also a tough time for uh, my family, especially for my wife. Her father was sick with corona for many months, uh, and uh, he's not doing very well, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to ask also the prayers to pray for him and for the family, as uh, it doesn't seem like uh, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, he actually happened to be uh, one of the top uh, uh, judicial researchers uh, with all that uh, pertains to uh, uh, the persecution of Christians in Muslim-majority states. So he has published a lot of academic pieces on this specifically, and he's been a, a very crucial cornerstone in all that pertains to uh, combating uh, uh, the persecution of Christians. So... Uh, a special man. Uh, he's uh, uh, really been a, a very uh, uh, special uh, individual and somebody you can look up to to understand how to uh, serve God, whether you intend to or not. It's, it doesn't really matter. Um, but at the same time, there is hope in mm-hmm. the Lord, and, and uh, uh, that hope, you know, you. you looked for a verse uh, specifically for that hope of uh, uh, standing in the face of uh, yes, basically the situation. You know, we're all faced with new challenges, new, you know, difficulties because of this corona and all that affects, you know, the effects that uh, come because of it, uh, like financial situations, people losing their jobs in Israel, all over the, the, the world. And today I look for a verse that, uh, you know, what is God telling us? you know, how to deal with these kind of situations. And I would like to, to share it with you. So if you'd like to join me, okay, in uh, Philippians 4, uh, 6 to 7. Okay, basically, before I start reading, it's something that came up to me, is that fear is a, a natural thing, and faith is a supernatural thing, Okay. So, remember what God's words say. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? So, I think this was uh, an encouraging words for me personally today, and I wanted to share it with uh, with you, our viewers. I think I can uh, add to that. Actually, uh, of course, uh, uh, Psalm 91, mm-hmm. 5 to 10 always comes to uh, uh, mind, and uh, I also wrote it down for myself. Uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of people have uh, read this verse and, and really uh, have been encouraged by the fact that, uh, I'll read it very quickly, you will not fear the terror of the night, uh, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midnight. A thousand may fall at your right, uh, at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but 
It will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make your most higher dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. And this is something that always encourages me and, and strengthens me uh, personally as well. But uh, we both uh, experienced loss in life, whether it be uh, in the military or uh, also our personal uh, families. Uh, my uh, father passed away uh, uh, several years back from cancer, even though he was a very strong believer and served the Lord wholeheartedly. And uh, your mother as well, for the same reasons, uh, they both died from cancer. But one of the things that I remember also you telling me when my father was sick, uh, as you experienced it before me, was that uh, it is amazing to see how a person at a time of strife, of a time of sickness, and is a, a believer in our Messiah, is still a witness, can be still a witness. Yeah, and sometimes... Sometimes being a witness at times of strife, when people of uh, lesser faith see this, it encourages them and strengthens them. So I don't uh, presume to know everything that the Lord intends and, and uh, expects for exactly. us, for our families, for our friends, but we know that his, uh, our best interests are at his heart when we serve him and wholeheartedly follow him. Uh, so that's uh, very special, of course. Yeah, and in general, I think that his plans are are divine and above our understanding. We we see the world in a like a very narrow scope, and he sees the future, the past, you know, the present. So he knows best for us, even if we don't understand why am I in this hard situation now. He has a plan, a bigger plan for your life. And uh, he knows best, and all we can do is pray and trust in him. And he knows, you know, mm -hmm. better than us. Now, I'd I'd like to move on as we have several things that I would like to cover, yeah. but specifically uh, about the the fact that we had technical issues uh, during the summer vacation. Also, oh, we yes. dealt with those issues. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, so we told you before in our former program that we had some technical issues with sound, with some of our equipment, and we used this. Um, month off of uh, no productions to come here and really try and solve them. So most of the problems we did solve, but there are a big uh, part of them that we weren't able to solve them yet because we're still figuring it out. What's the problem? What caused them? So please keep us in, in prayer and, you know, keep praying for the studio. We'll fix it, but we need, uh, we need help. We need the uh, prayers from you guys and it will be very appreciated. Indeed. Okay, so, um, and more than that, you know, we are always wanting to evolve to, you know, advance the studio, get uh, newer lights, newer equipment, so we can deliver the news in a better quality. So that's always something that we have our, you know, eye on, and we work towards that direction. Indeed. Well, uh, the news, of course, and, and Jerusalem Studio, our panel, uh, current affairs panel, and we're also talking about new programs, including a, a new program in the near future that uh, we're uh, trying to uh, uh, piece together, if you will, because ultimately it's, it's uh, a puzzle. Uh, and uh, as a donation-based channel, uh, when we're here to serve 100% based on the, the generosity of our viewers, uh, a lot of times we need also to calculate very diligently of, of uh, everything that uh, needs to be done. We actually do it always regardless, but uh, ultimately this is uh, uh, sometimes more tricky than uh, if you do it with uh, sponsorships and things like that. But 
uh, specifically for this uh, program, the, the special thing about it is, and I'll, I'll actually unveil it, it's about uh, Watchmen. There's a, a very uh, uh, strong need to, to pray for the watchmen of Israel. And when we're talking about the physical watchmen of Israel, we're talking about Israel's top generals, top military echelons, top intelligence echelons. So we're actually going to establish a new program that is going to be a one-on-one with Israel's top decision makers for all that pertains to the peace of uh, Jerusalem. And as we know in Psalm 122, we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So pray for the watchmen, the physical watchmen, and become part of the spiritual watchmen. Praying for them, knowing how to move forward on this. And I think that it also encourages a lot of people uh, who join together and hear about the fact that people are praying for them. I always hear from my non-believer friends here in Israel from Jonathan, why do people pray for us? It doesn't make sense. Why do do Christians support us? What, what's wrong with them? You know, <laughs> but uh, uh, this actually opens up the opportunity for us to have wonderful conversations with them about our faith and exactly. about uh, uh, who we are and what our identity is. Because ultimately, our faith in Jesus, our faith in God, is our identity. Um, but let's get down to uh, your list of questions. The next question was? Well, the next question was we had a few um, comments from our YouTube guests, uh, from our YouTube um, viewers asking how can we support and be part of what you're doing here? Indeed. Okay. Well, uh, as you know, our main goal is to combat deception and to provide and equip the body of Christ around the world with the tools to know how to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, ultimately, the peace of Jerusalem is interconnected with uh, the peace of Israel, which is connected to the situation in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Iran, uh, Turkey, even the, the United States, uh, Russia, and China have direct impact or indirect impact on the situation here. And... Uh, uh, one of the things that I think are, are key is prayer. Uh, pray for the situation. Understand that uh, whenever we talk about a certain situation, of course, after every broadcast, we call on uh, each and every one of you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of Israel, but also for other nations. And I believe that uh, it all is all connected to uh, the, the mission that God called us to do and the mandate we received in order to move forward. Uh, the second thing is, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we're completely donation-based. So if the Lord puts on your heart, and only if he does so, and you're able to do so, uh, partner with us. Partner with us. Uh, we uh, are 100% donation-based, and which means we're also not market-influenced. Uh, means that we don't have somebody coming and dictating to us what we're saying and what we're not saying, but we can completely, wholeheartedly move on truth. And, and truth is, is uh, very important. I can put the cup here in this way. Ultimately, this cup, you may see TV7 with the logo. I won't see it. Mm -hmm. But this truth will always remain solid. So what we need to do as, as an organization is to try and see all directions of this cup. And I can fight with you about my narrative that it only has a handle with no writing. But you will fight me on your narrative that it only has a writing with no handle. So when we move forward and we work in order to provide all the perspectives 
based on uh, the the ultimate truth, mm-hmm. the same manner as math. You know, math only has one conclusion. You yeah. can't really try and, and uh, uh, play with it. Well, you can, but ultimately one plus one is not three. It's always going to be two. Uh, it, it is important for us to have the tools to be able to do that and to serve uh, our uh, body and, and the body of Christ uh, wholeheartedly. The, the second thing is um, ultimately to understand the substance of mm-hmm. truth. Uh, we communicated about this, and I, I would like to uh, raise up one point, uh, including uh, specifically about uh, the the encounter uh, between Moses and Pharaoh. Uh, I think that it's uh, yes, that's that's very one interesting. Of, Jonathan researched this uh, specific issue. Last uh, program, we discussed uh, the importance of studying the Bible and reading the Bible um, with its original language and the context that it was uh, written in. So this is a good example of, you know, what can you learn if you do it like that? Well, I I think it's beyond that. It's, It's, of course, that is very important, but it's always about having the tools to really understand the origin of every context. Now, <clears throat> I take uh, this specific verse, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, two verses in the Bible, which are very important uh, uh, to really comprehend uh, to what level of deception the world has come to because of ignorance, not because of foul play. Maybe there was foul play, but uh, this foul play that we're talking about is driven by the devil, uh, at least the way I see it. And the verse and chapter we're talking about, it's Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 to 11, and I'm going to read it in two versions. So we'll start with the King's, uh, King James Version. So Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. Now he commanded them to take the staff of Aaron and throw it in front of Pharaoh, just to provide you with context. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. Now, as growing up, seeing the Walt Disney uh, movies, uh, uh, you know, also the, the Prince of Prince Egypt, of Egypt yeah. and, and uh, I love the Michelangelo paintings of uh, Pharaoh with the, all the snakes on the floor and all kind of things like that. And it, it is derived from here specifically. This was an inspiration for a lot of, of art, for a lot of literature, uh, because it was a miracle. Now, miracles should have meanings to them. Also in the New Testament, also in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. meaning uh, a miracle does not occur unless there is a meaning. And I didn't get the meaning. Mm-hmm. I, I understood that there was a meaning of here. I'm throwing the staff of Aaron on the ground in front of Pharaoh and it becomes a miracle. But didn't Pharaoh do the same thing a moment later? Now, here again, in the New International Version, it says uh, uh, it more clearly. Instead of serpent, it, it says specifically snake. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same thing by their secret arts. Now, Let's move to Hebrew, as uh, uh, this in the Old Testament is derived from Hebrew. 
And it will say, and I will translate literally the words from Hebrew. And uh, they will come, Moses and Aaron, to Pharaoh. And they uh, will do exactly as the Lord has commanded. And Aaron threw the rod in front of Pharaoh and in front of his slaves. And it became a crocodile. Not a snake. Not a snake. Now, I'll continue. And uh, uh, Pharaoh called uh, his wise men and his sorcerers. And they will also in, uh, do the engravings of Egypt in uh, their uh, mystical actions. And each one threw his rod, and they became crocodiles. Not snakes. Not snakes. And the uh, rod of Aaron swallowed their rods. Now, there is a big difference between snake and crocodile. Unless there is a king snake, okay, he might be able to eat one or two snakes and, and not die from it because of the uh, digestion period. But a crocodile is capable of doing so. Of course, he needs to have a big appetite for that. But at the same time, what is the significance when we're talking about a crocodile? Yeah, what's the difference? What, what's the problem with, with it being a snake or a crocodile? Okay, so uh, when we're talking about a snake, it doesn't mean that there weren't uh, situations of snakes, but I would like our director, Chen, to, to put it on the screen. Pharaoh was regarded as the god of the crocodile. The god of the crocodile named Sobek. Okay, so if you look at uh, the screen here, you see those engravings which uh, uh, scripture talks about. Those engravings are Pharaoh with the head of a crocodile. He was worshipped as the god of the crocodile. And the moment God sent Moses in front of Pharaoh, he sent Moses to represent the god of gods mm -hmm. and lord of lords in front of the so-called self-declared god of the crocodile. Which Egypt was the strongest nation of that time. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. also a big significance. Now, in this situation... He threw the crocodile, uh, the rod of Aaron, on uh, on uh, the floor in front of the god of the crocodile, and see, it appeared to be a crocodile. And the god of the crocodiles took his scribes and, and uh, uh, sorcerers and so on, and they did exactly the same. They had that power as well. But what happened? The god of gods and the lord of lords took that crocodile that he put forth yeah. and ate all those crocodiles of the so-called God of the crocodiles. And then God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Yes. So okay. that shows that God is always in control. Always in control. He always understands uh, the, the signal and the meaning behind his actions. Mm -hmm. And we need to figure those meanings out and understand how to bring them into context. And here specifically, as we don't very have very much time uh, to today's program, but uh, very quickly, all we do today in the news is to try and find the source 
of what happened, to corroborate that source, to understand that source, to uh, build that source based, uh, uh, to build a story that portrays the source rather than creates a fictionous uh, reality of snakes. Mm -hmm. Because snakes are the deceivers as happened in the Old Testament, uh, in the Garden Adam of and Eve, Eve uh, and all those different things. Ultimately, when we're talking about uh, the reality on the ground, we're here to battle deception and to produce, uh, uh, in good faith, by the mandate God created us, programs that will produce truth and grant uh, the people to know exactly what to pray for. And I think that uh, as we're running out of time, uh, what can we pray for? Uh, I, I think that it's very important to say, first of all, okay. you have a, a baby daughter. Oh, thank you. A healthy baby daughter. <laughs> yes, she was born a week ago. And um, her name is uh, Rotem, Rotem Jane. The meaning uh, Rotem is a, is a bush in a desert. It has a lot of survival skills because the bush which elijah also hid under yes it yeah. uh, gave shade to elijah as he was running away um, from uh, jezebel Isabel. indeed she wanted to kill all the prophets Correct. and he ran there and then god basically saved him and brought him back on track as he was this like in a very bad situation mm. he didn't see the light and god came to him with an angel and saved him and so we wanted to name her rotem because she came to the world in this, you know, troubling times of Corona. So she'll be first a survival. And the bush also has uh, healing abilities that the Bedouins in the desert use. Correct. So it's also, you know, a health thing. With very deep roots. <laughs> yeah, very deep roots. Yeah. She's also, looks like so far she's also a redhead. So she'll be like a, a strong woman. So we're very, you know, excited what comes up. And thank you for, for mentioning it. Of course, of course. So... Uh, she's a beautiful girl. Uh, we had the opportunity to uh, uh, meet her and uh, my son also, Eli, who is healthy, praise God, is uh, also uh, fascinated by his daughter <laughs> already uh, at the age of a uh, couple of weeks uh, uh, He uh, or a few uh, couple of months, sorry. Yes. Uh, he met her and, and he's already fascinated. So it's uh, special uh, to see that. But uh, Let's just list a few points that people should pray for. Uh, I think, of course, Lebanon um, is a yes. nation to be prayed for. Uh, also, Israel's northern front. Um, yes. I think the, the, the soldiers of Israel. You yourself Israel. are going on military reserve duty on the north. Yes, next and, week. Uh, and we'll uh, need also prayer. And uh, also for Jerusalem's leadership and uh, protection of uh uh, our TV7 staff. Yes, of course, during this corona time, have protection from, you know, diseases and keep our families strong and, uh, and united and give us the strength to keep doing our work in the best possible way. And I think it's very important. You, you spoke with me this morning and we prayed in our morning meeting uh, specifically for uh, one of uh, uh, TV7's mm -hmm. fellow partners and, and uh, uh we're one family, and we would like to pray for you. So if you have prayer requests, send them. We pray for you every morning in our meetings. Um, but this is all the time that we have for today. So I would like to thank you here for thank joining you. me today. And uh, I would like to thank also each and every one of you for keeping us in your prayers. Shalom and God bless. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.